888-346-9149. We are welcoming our next guest into the hot seat, and that is Father Brian Baker. If you were tuning in for Father Brian Coor, he was not able to make it. Father Brian Baker graciously came and is is here with us until one o'clock and so we are grateful that he is here with us and we have a whole lot to talk about but we know that all good things begin with prayer so would you be willing to start us off with prayer absolutely in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen. amen come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth O god who by the light of the holy spirit did instruct the hearts of your faithful, grant that in the same spirit they may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. John of Capistrano, pray, pray for us. Pray for Amen. us, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so a few housekeeping things. We, we keep it interesting around here. We have sure. a, a goal for every hour, and our goal for this next hour, basically we have four people that have donated money over the three days in order to give us matching pledges and if we can meet the goal for the hour then they will match what was called in wow that's so great. Yeah, yeah it's really awesome and the first one was fifteen hundred dollars the second one was twelve hundred dollars so this hour we're going to twelve hundred dollars again if we can get twelve hundred dollars called in then joe will give us an additional twelve hundred dollars so we can because, definitely do $1,200. We can Come do on, it. People. I think we can probably do it by the bottom of the hour, and then we can add another one for the that top of the hour. To Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay, so we are going to try and get $1,200 called in. If we can do that, then we add another $1,200 through the generosity of Joe this time. And uh, so give us a call, 8, uh, 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549. Four five four nine. Often when I do these pledge drives, Father, when people call in, we ask what effect has Catholic Radio had on you or your family. Often I, there's a young man who calls in and says that he's more seriously considering the priesthood because I always ask the priest to start with their vocation story. So would you be willing to start with your vocation story? Sure. Um, <clears throat> let's see, it started, uh, I entered seminary 11 years ago, and I've been telling it a lot since then, and, and I think I've gotten it down from like five hours down to maybe, we'll see how long this time. I'll, I'll try and make it short. Uh, <laughs> I got a, uh, I always say a Yankee father and a Korean mother. I was born and raised in the South, uh, but I came of age in Italy, 10 to 14 years old as a military brat okay uh catholic family catholic schools for a few years growing up what the, the amount my parents could afford it uh but uh came to college um studied pre-med biology uh, uh did research uh started doing a little too much um and kind of really beleaguered my my curriculum and my path uh, and also kind of hit a crisis with just my faith, not not having a very strong catechesis, as a lot of cradle Catholics can relate to, um, and fell away from practicing the faith toward the end of college. Just didn't reject it, but fell away from practicing. Then actually burned out of college after four and a half years and a lot of money in the hole and mm. and dropped out. Uh, I going to go become a singer now. I, was, I always uh, loved to sing. I uh, had done some of that through high school and college. Uh, so I called up my older brother who was living in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to New York. To make it as a singer. He's like, do you have a job? <laughs> I said, no. He said, you're going to die in the streets. I said, okay. <laughs> he said, come to Atlanta. He's, he's a percussionist. He wanted to start a band. 
I came to Atlanta, middle of the night, 2002, me and my little doggy, and um, uh, we started a band. I started taking uh, odd jobs, uh, waiting tables, um, and uh, tried out for American Idol. The, the auditions were uh, going around. It was just the second season. The first season had just finished um, and got through three rounds of that. Um, and then we had our band, but then I got some more serious jobs, sales and marketing with the internet company, property management, uh, helped open up a nightclub downtown, um, uh, managed uh, Caribou Coffee. After a year in Atlanta, though, with all these random things and exciting things and different things going on, I finally started coming back to the faith, uh, started helping, jumped right in with helping with choir and youth ministry and RCIA and all sorts of things. And a uh, very Soon, after about a year, 2004 to 2005, started hearing that call to the priesthood, uh, decided to keep it to myself for another year, uh, and then in 2006, um, started talking about it um, and discerned the, with the Franciscans for a little bit, uh, but, uh, and I really wanted to be a Franciscan. I kept picturing myself in that habit. I mean, you know, it's kind of a vain thing, but it was... But then the the poverty and the and the kind of um, the variety of places where they serve, but this call to the archdiocese, which I hadn't grown up in, uh, was really strong. So I decided to to uh, just go ahead and follow it. And I realized God's not going to trick me into it. It's going to be uh, several years before I, I get ordained. So stayed with it, and each year uh, discovered more and more of the call to serve as a priest for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was about 2005? I entered at two th- in 2007, started talking about it in 2006, and it took a little while. In 2007, entered Mount St. Mary's uh, for two years of philosophy, and then I was asked by the Archbishop to study in Rome, uh, study theology there, uh, and I got ordained in 2014 as a priest and, um, and then stayed for an extra year for studies in Rome. All right. So about how long were you away from the church? I've, you know, I've tried to do that math a few times. I think it depends on when I left. I came back January of 2014, and I really just, I called it, gave my permission to stop going to Mass. Uh, uh, sometime, I think my junior year in college. Um, so it was probably th- four years or so. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe a little longer, maybe five, yeah. Right. And so so I kind of was trying to, to take notes as quickly as I could, but what was the the catalyst that actually kind of, was was there just one thing that you can say, this happened? Because I know you're here, you're in Atlanta, you're singing, you're, you're uh, managing nightclubs, you're managing <laughs> caribou coffee, you're doing all these things, and all of a sudden... You're being led back into the church. So, what was that that led you back? The, being active in church as a as a single, you know, young man with with all the fan, financial means I needed to do pretty much what I wanted, and and uh, you know, this big city to kind of play in, I guess. Um, it, but I was in the church, and, and and so it required of me even to just go. It was kind of that thing I was looking for, where I'm not going just because I feel like mom's going to check up on me, or I feel guilty. Uh, not that I encourage people to take a break and you know go have an Augustine experience. That's not necessary, but uh, sometimes it happens. And 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 the way the Lord pulled me back was um, 
that that hungering, that restlessness in our heart, my my heart at that time, and um, and then just because I was doing the basics of practicing the faith and praying, while at the same time trying to figure out what I really am going to be happy doing, that was my whole life. I, I was doing all these things, but I was really seriously trying to understand, um, and I didn't want to make more big mistakes of getting into big uh, possible careers and then falling away. So. Just through the the activity of of really immersing myself in in the life of the parish, and then in two thousand four, a, a person had talked to a Franciscan friend, and he had emailed me. Uh, he was a vocation director in two thousand four, like a, a few months after I came back to the faith. And he's like, "Oh, I hear you're discerning a call to the religious life." And I'm like, "What is this guy talking about?" <laughs> and I ran away from that, but it planted that little seed. And then uh, again, just staying open to the Lord in prayer. By the next, it was always Lent and Easter, that kind of really uh, powerful time of uh, spiritual renewal. Um, so 2005, Lent and Easter came around. That idea of the priesthood uh, was there. Um, but I just I just kept saying to myself and in my prayer to God that if it's real, I don't want to mess with it with my own pride and like I did with many other things in my life. So I just stayed, and I started going to Eucharistic Adoration at Immaculate Heart of Mary. They had a perpetual Eucharistic Adoration. I would close down the coffee shop at midnight and be there in the middle of the night for about an hour or so falling asleep a lot of times. Wow. But just giving the Lord that time in prayer. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we've said this before, but but I'll say it again because we know we have people going in and out of programming. 50% of our listeners are not Catholic. So if you say an adoration chapel, they may not know what you're talking about. But it's so important because we want everyone to stop sure. in one. So would you, I may give out the number, but then will you talk a little bit about adoration? Absolutely. All right. So the number to call is 678 688 Four five four nine. We are talking with Father Brian Baker. What parish are you from, Father? I am now in residence at All Saints in Dunwoody. I was assigned to Holy Spirit for almost three years. Okay. Uh, and I do a lot of uh, ministry all over the diocese with the very glamorous title of Supply Priest. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's been exciting. I was in Blairsville last week, and then uh, Covecrest and Woodstock, Lilburn, Conyers. Uh, downtown Atlanta, celebrate Mass for Atlanta Falcons, Georgia Tech, all this between Tuesday of last week and Sunday. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And now you're on Catholic Radio as a supply priest, right? right? Absolutely. So we're glad to have you. We are. That is awesome. All right. So, so we are talking with Father Brian Baker. The number to call is 678-688-4549. Come on, give us a call. We have this $1,200 match. It's Joe that's giving it to us this hour. If we can get another $1,200 called in, then it becomes $2,400 for Catholic Radio. We do not want to miss these matches. Joe wants to give us the money. He said, I'll make this match. You can use my money towards a match. And he wants to have a whole lot of people join him in that. So he says, I'll I'll give you the $1,200. Let's get another $1,200 called in to make it $2,400 for Catholic Radio. So that's what we're trying to do. Can you give us a call right now? We went over the top last hour. We had just a whole bunch of calls coming in. Let's do it again. uh, 678-688-4549 is the number to call. You can also do... Go to the website, thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com, and you can donate online. I haven't mentioned for a while the giveaways. We have a Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart picture, a beautiful uh, print, 8x10 print that came from 
the 1800s. It's a print from Germany, and I don't think you can get it anywhere else, not that particular image. Uh, it's all done in sepia tones, and it's just really beautiful. So if you'd like that, any monthly donor gets the, the prints, two prints, one of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and one of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, mailed to them for a pledge, a monthly pledge of any amount. Um, if you become a founder, which is $100 a month for 36 months, you get your name on a plaque that will be here at the studio. And forever you get to say that you're a founder of Catholic Radio. You can put it in your obituary someday. Um, so if you would like to, to call in for any of those amounts, then give us a call. And let's see, there's also some other donor promos that they just gave me a little while ago. The Dollar a Day Club is $30 per month. You get a holy card and a copy of the featured book of the hour for your donation. Uh, new Founders, $100 per month for three years. We talked about that. You get the book and the holy card and your name on the plaque and the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Immaculate Heart of Mary Prince. And uh, at the end, conclusion of every day, then uh, everyone who calls in and makes a donation is entered into the drawing for an Echo Dot. And on Thursday, there's going to be a drawing for a beautiful nativity set from everybody who donated throughout the week. So those are our giveaways if you would like to call in and join in any of that. Personally, I do a lot of pledge drives. Some people call in for the donations. I think most call in to help Catholic Radio or they call in to say, Father Brian Baker, we love you. So if you can call in right now, if you can make a pledge with that, great. But if all you want to do is call in and say, let Father Brian, do you go by Father Brian or Father Baker? Whatever people are comfortable with. Okay, Some people all right. are comfortable with either. Either one. So he'll go by anything, whatever whatever you want to call in. But say, Father, we love you. If, the, if you can do that without making a pledge, that's great. If you can make a pledge at the same time, that's even more great. But whatever it is, just give us a call, 688 I'm sorry, 678-688-4549. No, we just had Robert. Oh, my gosh. We just had Robert who called in, and he gave $100 a month. So, woohoo! there we are. Pick up the bell. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. What? Oh. We're good. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so. Woo! put in here because we still have 45 minutes can we put in another match yes yeah because we had a whole bunch of money that was donated right for matching pledges okay so what do you let's do another $1,200 we'll do another that was awesome $100 a month for 12 months we have the next one on my list is Kelly and it's not me Kelly it's another Kelly <laughs> um, but Kelly will give $1,200 if we can get another $1,200 called in so we're going to put a yes by this one, and that one was from Joe, and now Kelly is going to give us another $1,200 if we can get $1,200 called in. So let's do that, and thank you very much. Let's say a prayer for Robert and Thanksgiving for Robert who called in and, and gave us the $100 a month. Robert, if you would like to increase that to three years instead of 12 months, if you want to do 36 months, Instead, then you become a founder and you get your name on the plaque for Catholic Radio. So if you'd like to do that and you're still listening, give us a call back at 678-688-4549 and a prayer for Robert and for all of our donors. 
Sure. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Always, we said you say to uh, dedicate ourselves to thankfulness. So we thank you for Robert's generosity, and we ask you to increase the blessings in his life and whatever particular intentions he has at this time for himself and for his loved ones. We thank you as we pray. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 Okay, so I have a unique question for you. Sure. Okay. So you were on American Idol. Uh huh. <laughs> you. I also have a note here that you sang the Easter Vigil Mass in Rome with Pope Francis. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that. Sure, sure. My unique question for you, though, is if we make this next $1,200 matching pledge, can you sing a prayer of gratitude? You read my mind. I was going to offer that as, okay. a, as a giveaway for, for pledges. I'll sing something if we make the next uh, pledge. Yeah. I would love that. I love. <laughs> you know, my favorite was uh, one time I had a priest come in. He brought an electric <clears throat> guitar and an amplifier, and he <laughs> sang Bob Dylan and then gave us a, a tutorial on, on how we can apply that. So it was, it was awesome. It was very fun. So I love it when that our priests cool. um, can sing and, and really... Light up the airwaves. It just sure. brings a lot of joy. So thank you for, for being a good sport with all of that. And no problem. Holy Spirit's moving. He's telling us both. Let's do yeah. this. So, so now somebody has to be moved by the Holy Spirit to call in and make that $1,200 donation or any part of it so that we can get to $1,200 before twelve fifty seven because that's when we go back to the, the next uh, break and then uh, welcome in our next guest, which is a pre-recorded interview with Father Tim Hepburn. So give us a call right now, 688-688-4549, 678-688-4549. We are talking with Father Brian Baker. We want him to sing. We want to <laughs> ring the bell again. If we get $1,200 more called in and get that match, then, then we're going to sing a song of, of gratitude Pope Francis, how how did how did that come to be? Where you sang at the Easter Vigil Mass in Rome? I know you're a supply priest, but you're probably not supplying all the way in Rome, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, that you know the North American College where I studied as uh, the kind of seminary for uh, Americans um, in Rome, um, and it. it it, it it just had been the case that the the Vatican used our deacons uh, a lot, and and the other guys who weren't ordained yet uh, as servers for the big papal masses. We're very close. We're the largest seminary in Rome of all the different national seminaries, uh, and then the choir master, the the kind of lead uh, music person who kind of looked for the persons who the singing deacons. He said also that the Americans were much more familiar with Gregorian chant these days. Um, it's kind of you know got a renewal now, but the Americans, in by and large, were more familiar. So typically, we could sing properly the stuff that needed to be uh, sung. Uh, so you just you get on this list, and there's all sorts of internal ways that happens. And the way it happened for me was I was not on the official list. Um, I didn't. I wasn't in the choir and in, in the seminary enough to get on the official list. But then one of the guys who was uh, couldn't make it to Epiphany Mass. There was a particular thing that needed to be sung in 2014. Um, and so I filled in for that. And then as Holy Week came up, which was also the same year, uh, the, the weekend after Easter was going to be the canonization of John Paul II and John the Twenty-Third. Um, so we came to the office for this choir master, and uh, we were wondering what he needed us for, but it was it was for Easter Vigil. 
Um, and so I, I sang the Exultet, uh, and then several other parts in the Mass. Um, but that one is 11 minutes long in Latin with no musical accompaniment. <laughs> so uh, I practiced for a couple of weeks. Wow, so they liked it. what they heard, and they came back for you again. Yeah, yeah, and then the next year, I, I asked for, uh, I requested, because my parents were visiting, I said, could I sing the gospel for Good Friday with the Pope? Wow. And I got in for that, um, and sang the high part for that. So. Wow. So it was fun. Amazing. Come on, people. I want to hear this. <laughs> Come on. Give us a call right now. Come on. 678-688-4549. He's going to sing right here for us on Catholic Radio if we can meet this next, next pledge. Come on, we just need $1,200 called in. It can be one person at $100 a month, two people at $50 a month. It could be uh, four people at $25 a month or any combination. Whatever it is that you can give, just give us a call right now, 678 688 45 Four, nine. We are talking with Father Brian Baker and uh, talking about lots of, of wonderful things that he's doing for, for the church. I also understand that you were a volunteer for the Missionaries of Charity. So was that before or after you were a priest? That started as a seminarian. My first uh, away pastoral assignment, you know, they want you to get into parishes and different ministries um, during your curriculum while you're studying and at the seminary, you also go out to the surrounding community. So I would drive with another seminary into Baltimore from uh, Emmitsburg, Maryland, where the mm-hmm. seminary was, uh, I think once a month, maybe a little more frequently, and work with the Missionaries of Charity. I'd seen Mother Teresa in pictures and heard of her, and she, she actually passed away the year I graduated from uh, high school in 97. Um, so she was in my mind for, for various reasons, but uh, then I got to know what they did, and I and I worked with them in Rome as well as a seminary and worked with them in Ethiopia. I visited Ethiopia for a month and worked with them out in the country. Um, and then with the sisters here in Atlanta, we have a group, a house in, in, in Midtown. Um, and they also serve poor communities in a couple of uh, apartment complexes around the area. Um, I started seeing them at the, at the uh, cathedral and the ordinations, and I kept uh, getting in front of them to make sure they knew who I was so they could pray for me. That was my mm-hmm. main goal. I kind of infiltrated their prayer list mm-hmm. um, and eventually got to know them. And then as I was ordained, they needed help. They need help all the time for masses. So I go every, I'm the Tuesday morning priest, and then Thursdays I'll go for reflection and, and different things. And I've come by for the, they take care of uh, women who have AIDS, uh, who are very poor and cannot, and very sick and cannot take care of themselves. Um, and, and so when they've passed, different women who've passed have done funerals or anointed them or, or brought them into the church um, mm-hmm. through the sacraments on their deathbed. So it's a very privileged opportunity, uh, many opportunities I've had with them. Yes. It's beautiful. You know, and, and what is that like? What is it like whenever you're, you're ministering to, to someone I mean, do I guess the question would be, do you go and minister as the missionaries of charity do? It sounds like, like you do. And, and what is it like with someone who is so sick and, and, you know, inevitably going to pass away? And share with us a little bit about that experience. But before you do that, I'm going to give out the number. <laughs> and the number to call is 678-688-688. Four five four nine. We're trying to get to twelve hundred dollars to get this matching pledge 
from Kelly. Kelly is giving us this matching pledge. And if we get it, it turns into $2,400. We get $1,200 called in. She adds another $1,200 to that. It becomes $2,400 for Catholic Radio. And uh, then we also get to have Father sing <laughs> a, a beautiful prayer of thanksgiving for us. So so please give us a call at whatever amount. If you can give the full $1,200, by all means, give us a call. You can do that $100 a month uh, for 12 months if you want to. Or it could be a whole lot of people joining together and making this happen. Or you can give a $1,200. You know what I haven't mentioned, but I would like to mention that if you call in as a business, I will announce the name of your business from now until Thursday when we go back to regular programming at 7 p.m. If you call in as at the $100 a month or one time $1,200 or as a founder for $3,600, I'll announce the name of your business over and over again and ask our listeners to support you because you supported Catholic Radio. So if you would like to do that, give us a call and it's 678-688-4549. And we also want to announce that Chick-fil-A called in and or actually they Jim Waddle from Chick-fil-A gave us our breakfast today. And there was another business, Annie. Who was the other business? There was another business, Farm Fresh or something like that, that donated uh sorry it's uh michelle perini from thrive farmers michelle perini and she donated the coffee for all of our volunteers so we want to make sure we give a plug for them if you would like to call in and give a hundred dollars a month for 12 months or thirty six hundred dollars as a founder then we will announce the name of your business as well so and you know i i have to say because i come from a protestant background we're not selling prayers. We're not selling, you know, donations. We're not doing any of that whenever, you know, because I, I also want to say if you call in and ask for prayers, we'll pray for you on the air and we'll ask our potential 3.1 million listeners to pray with us. Sure. We want to do that. You don't have to make a donation for that. So um, if you want to, great. All right. So the number to call again, 678 688 4549. Okay, so now we are back to, I think I asked you about adoration. What did I ask you about? Yes, about adoration and also attending to the dying. um, Oh, that's what I asked about. Yes. Okay. I I asked these questions, then I get on my spiel and forgot to get back to them. So there you go. All right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, adoration for your listeners who aren't familiar with it, that, that, like you said, invite them. You know, they, they're, they're welcome. Uh, there's perpetual adoration at different places, um, and, and that is a central uh, kind of um, reference point in the faith or, or practice of the faith for the Catholics is the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist looks like bread. Um, but no longer is, really is his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Um, but of course, that Jesus is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And our brothers and sisters in Christ who are not Catholic are baptized into the body of Christ. We recognize and, and celebrate that, mm-hmm. that true baptism, uh, so they are part of the same body. And so come and hang out with them whenever you uh, feel like it and need yes. to. And I've met several Protestants who come regularly to Catholic churches to pray and just speak with Jesus because uh, that's exactly what they have the privilege of doing, and, and they've found Catholic churches to be beautiful for that, and adoration is wonderful for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tending to the dying, it was something I remember in one of my seminary summer uh, kind of evaluations or leading up to the summer, what would I like to focus on? I remember saying, oh, I feel really uncomfortable around you know, people who may be uh, sick or dying, and, and uh, 
you know, I haven't really reflected on that since that, kind of connecting it, but just, just your question, looking back on it, the Lord really did place me in a lot of um, very uh, serious or very, uh, you know, important situations with families and people who are sick and dying, and um, and I've always experienced this grace that doesn't come from me of a peace and, and an insight and, um, and a strength that... I feel I can give to people in that moment. Um, it can be still like, you know, nerve wracking beforehand or, or even scary. Uh, and I, and I appreciate that. I'm glad that's still there because you appreciate, um, the, in respect, uh, coming into other people's lives into this very important, intimate, private moment, um, difficult moment. So I, I really appreciate that it still, you know, matters that much and, and is that raw to me. And I've spoken with priests who've been de- uh, ordained for decades, and it's still that way for them. So, But then the strength that comes in that moment is really from God. So, yeah, to be with people, um, there, there's, a, there's a beauty and a, and a grace and opportunity there to really um, see heaven through the eyes of faith mm-hmm. in, in the, when people are dying, when you're anointing them, when they're in the hospital, at the funeral mass. Um, and, and I've really, um, I've really experienced that and, and been able to share that with people. I actually sang for weddings and funerals before I entered seminary. <laughs> that was something I was doing quite regularly. And I, I actually enjoyed funeral masses more than wedding masses, just because of the opportunity there to really, uh, reflect on faith mm-hmm. and to really prayerfully experience it. So excellent. Oh, so beautiful. It just, it really is a, a special time. To, to be with someone, to know that they're that close. Mm-hmm. They're that close to meeting our Lord and, and to really be able to minister them and help them from this world to the next. That's got to be very, very gratifying. All right, so we have some updates here. Robert did call back in. He had told <laughs> us he was going to give $100 a month for 12 months, and he called in and became a founder. So we get to ring the bell for him becoming a founder. Yes, Ooh. he went up to three <laughs> times. All right, and so Robert asked, he's from Christ the King, and he asked for prayers for the young adult mission trip to for Mustard Seed Ministries. For Mustard Seed Ministries. So he wants us to pray for the young adult mission trip for Mustard Seed Ministries. So can we pray for that? And then I'll give an update for the next one as well. And that, that's great because Janice Gibbons is very thoroughly involved with that. Um, I'm sure she's connected to that trip possibly, and I've been down there with her. Um Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for the missionary spirit and activity of the church, which continues today in the poorest uh, and most needy areas of our world. Um, Many are here at home, but of course there are many outside of uh, this country which is so blessed. And so we ask you to be with uh, these young uh, people, these uh, people of all ages, um, going to this particular mission trip uh, through uh, Christ the King. Um, that you would uh, let your Holy Spirit enliven their minds and hearts uh, and um, bring, bring your grace through their hands uh, to those who need it uh, wherever they are going, whether it be Jamaica or I think there's another place that they could be going. So we ask all this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. We ha- the other update is that we have Margaret who called in and she gave $500 towards this $1,200 match. So that means we only need $700 more for that. 
and she asked for prayers for two children, and she's from St. Joseph's in Marietta. Sure. Um, yeah. So we would like to pray for her. And I'm thinking we may have missed some of these earlier prayer requests. Um, we also want to pray Suzanne gave the $50 one time, and she asked for prayers for all the priests because of the trouble in the church. I don't know if we prayed for that when, when Dr. Paul Thigpen was on. And there was somebody, um, Lloyd, asked for prayers for continued conversion of his son. So, and Patricia asked for prayers for her family to return to the faith. So we're just going to pray for all those to make sure we, we did pray for, for everyone and that I didn't miss somebody. So Great. Um, well, with that, with all those together, I know a powerful prayer through our Blessed Mother, the Memorare. Oh, yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most, most gracious Virgin Mary, Mary that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, protection implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. Mother Mary, thank you for hearing our prayers always, when we ask you, and we ask you to carry these particular intentions to the heart, mm. uh, the sacred heart of your Son, Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Amen. The Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, wow. So... So such a wonderful prayer there. And we are talking with Father Brian Baker, and he kind of travels the diocese. And <laughs> he's in residence at All Saints, which pretty powerful, you know, pretty powerful name there, All Saints Catholic Absolutely. Church, coming up with the, the month of, of uh, the souls here in November. Yeah, we, All start, Saints we Day. start November All, with the— Yeah, uh, All Saints Day. Which I'm—you know— the. The uh, neat thing about Halloween I love sharing with people is the word itself. And a lot of people have heard this, and more and more people hear it every year. But Halloween is literally all Hallow's Eve. It's just contracted down mm -hmm. to one word because the Hallows were the holy ones. And Een is just the E apostrophe E-N, which is the even uh, or the evening before. And it was really the, it's the vigil. Mm -hmm. So I encourage Catholics, you know, it's fun to kind of do the pop culture stuff with witches and ghouls and but those things came in when people wanted to contradict the the holy things of the faith uh, over the years and you know it's different if if you're not worshiping it and you know and and it's just cartoonish or whatever but maybe there's so, such a richness of the saints that really the Halloween was created for. It was the vigil before All Saints Day, which is November 1st. So maybe really focus on the saints and the fact that we do pass through death into um, hopefully heaven through God's mercy and become saints. So I just encourage people to that uh, every Halloween. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dress up like a saint. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the the skeletons and things like that, that actually was in the church too. They they used to really have symbols of, there's a bone church made of real bones by the taken care of by the Franciscans in Rome, the Capuchin Franciscans, and it says there, um, what you are, we once were. What we are now, you will become. Mm. <laughs> As a reminder, memento mori, remember death. Uh, mm. Because it's not meant to terrify us, it's meant to purify us, to be ready and to live life now for heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's really what Halloween is all about. You yes. know? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you know, and, and it is really, really important that that we do recognize that, what was it like, how did Halloween 
there was something with the druids and and all of that. That, that there's get, all sorts of stuff like yeah. you know hocus pocus um, yeah. and the hokey pokey. Yes. Both both are literally mockery of the the t- um, words of the mass. Hoc est enum corpus meum is mm-hmm. the words that change bread into Jesus's body at the mass. Hoc est enum corpus meum turned into hocus pocus in mm-hmm. a in a derogatory mocking mocking mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So even though I grew up with it sounding cute and it's in movies and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and again that you know you're not you're not guilty of grave sin for saying it because you heard it from some mm-hmm. some kind of culture pop culture reference, uh, but to learn about mm-hmm. what it came from and to realize that um, there is as Jesus said they will hate you because of me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so to and to pray for those who mm-hmm. who who do really live uh, in that rejection of Jesus Christ. Um, so you know, Halloween can be much more uh, serious in a beautiful way than than even we realize it. You know, absolutely. All right, so number to call because we want to hear Father Baker sing. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. You want me to give them a uh, sample? I would love that beforehand. I would love that. This is going to be not the exact words, but I used to I th- almost memorize the exalt at that 11-minute long thing, but I'll do just the beginning part. <clears throat> i got to take off the headphones. <laughs> Exalted yam angelicatur bacellorum, et protanti regis victoria, tuba insonet salutaris. That's, it's, Did that sound okay on the radio? That, I had to take off my headphones to do that. That's incredible. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. So come on, we want to hear more of that. Let's get this other $700 called in so that we can, or I'm sorry, yeah, 700 more. We've had $500 called in, 700 more. We get to this $1,200 match. We get to hear Father sing <laughs> the whole thing, and we also get this $1,200 matching pledge. So can you be the person who gives $700? That's just not even $60 a month. It could be $2 a day people that call in right now. The number to call 678-688-4549. Can you be one of the $2 a day people who call in, who get us over the top, who have $1,200 turned into $2,400 for Catholic Radio and who let Father Brian sing. And we got to do it quick so that we can really sit back and listen without worrying about going to the next <laughs> I won't the do the 11-minute one, though. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, right. I, don't, I don't remember that one. All right. So hurry, <laughs> hurry, short. hurry, hurry. Give us a call, 678-688-4549. Give us a call, 678 688 Four, nine. Come on, give us a call. We're talking with Father Brian Baker. Um, we have been talking about a lot of things, about the different things. He, he was an American Idol contest, uh, went through three rounds of American Idol. That's <laughs> impressive. And we can see why, because, wow, he just gave us a taste of it. Talking about missionaries of charity, praying with, with those who are close to dying. Talked about his vocation story. We haven't talked about Hispanic ministry, and I know that that's one of the the other things that you do. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. It was just one of those things that <clears throat> came up as I as I got back to Atlanta from Rome. I I'd, uh, focused on studying Spanish when I first got to seminary in 2007, took it for a year, and then went to Mexico for two months in an immersion program that first summer. 
Um, but then after that second year, I went to Italy. And it, Italian and Spanish are very close. So I thought I lost all my Spanish. Uh, but I came back and realized it actually had improved a little bit. Um, and then found myself at Holy Spirit with a Hispanic mission of about 400 families, uh, really kind of like its own parish mm-hmm. and, and really focusing on that at one point, kind of running the, the mission there. Um, and it's and it, it, it's such a talking point um, in 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 the eyes of so many people, and for legitimate kind of genuine, sincere reasons, people are interested. People within the church, and of course, it connects to kind of the political and you know s- discussions uh, in our country and really around the world with immigration. <clears throat> but um, but just being there in the middle of it, I discovered that it's full of challenges, like a lot of people kind of try and discuss. Uh, but the beauty of of the faith um, in the struggle, um, you know, their their kind of their challenges are different from uh, Catholics who grew up in the United States. So even though they're now living here, it's all in the same neighborhood. Um, it's very different. Um, but they really appreciate just the simplest kindness. They have such a humble uh, disposition. Um, the way they express it to each other, but also when you come in as a gringo <laughs> and you you do a little rough Spanish, they just, they love you. They, they mm. just the sincerity of trying. The interesting thing was that, um, this, this worry, and this is my experience as a half Korean, uh, this worry about, um, English and Spanish, the languages, uh, there's no worry there at all because there's no way that Spanish can be retained among the kids who grow up in the States, like the children of the immigrants. They, the English is their primary language. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have to study Spanish very deliberately, and most of them do not in order to become an expert in Spanish. So at the mission itself, I would preach in Spanish and English um, because the kids don't listen to Spanish in, in outside of the – they call it Spanish of the kitchen, outside of the kitchen or the home. that They don't really listen to Spanish. Um so that's an interesting insight I kind of like to share with people. Uh, you know, learn the language and connect with the people who are just coming over here. It's beautiful, and you'll you'll get so much out of it. But also, don't worry about English. It's it's not going anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just just so many uh, the 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 festivals. We had people coming from the mother church. They would call it from Holy Spirit, uh, the main parish. Uh, really bigger and bigger groups every year to celebrate the the um, Our Lady of Guadalupe feast. You know, local uh, Hispanic media would be there, uh, and that's all over the city. There's there's big festivals like that. St. Jude is another big one. Um, they, their devotions are really beautiful. So, so many things uh, wow. to gain from it. Wow, just wonderful ministry that that you have going there, and and Hispanics predominantly Catholic. Yes. Yeah, I think um, yeah, they've got interesting history. But, you know, most of the ones that, at the mission where I was at were from Mexico, and, and I think most Mexicans are, are Catholic. Mm-hmm. They had very interesting history before where the, where, where the Catholic faith was strongly persecuted uh, by the government. Um, but but their, their faith is strong. But like the faith in the United States, it still needs instruction and purifying and, um, and, and a growing in, in knowledge. Um, so that that was always a challenge too to kind of um, clarify different doctrines and you know encourage the practice of, of the faith um, like it is in the, among the states. There's no difference in terms of the amount of that need. 
Excellent. All right. So the number again to call, we are still trying to get this last $700 in order to turn it into $2,400 for Catholic Radio. Now, how often can you take $700 and turn it into $2,400? But I'm telling you right now, because of the generosity of Kelly, who gave us a matching pledge of $1,200, and of the other donor who called in with, I think it was Margaret, who gave $500. If we can get just $700 more, it turns into $2,400 for Catholic Radio. And Father Brian is going to sing a song (laughs) for us in in gratitude. So give us a call at any amount that you can give. If you can give the full $700, that would be awesome. If you can only give a portion of it, that would be awesome. We want you to give at whatever level that you can give at. Really stop and think about about what is Catholic Radio worth? My guess is that you can't put a dollar amount on it. I can't put a dollar amount on all of the stories that I've heard of conversions. The people who are coming back on the air, are coming back to the faith, going back to confession, um, changing their, their lifestyle. So I had one man that called in during a pledge drive and said, I'm calling from the hospital. And we thought he was calling because... You know, something had happened and wanted prayers. But no, he was calling in Thanksgiving because he listened to Catholic radio and realized he should never have had a vasectomy. And he was calling from the hospital with his newborn baby in his arms. Wow. How awesome (laughs) is that? I mean, those are the things that happen because of what people hear on Catholic radio, because the Holy Spirit works through the airwaves. The Quest is a new station, but you guys are going to have all those kinds of stories, conversions, things that are occurring here in Atlanta because of the Holy Spirit working through these airwaves. But it's only possible to keep the airwaves going if we have the listeners calling in and making a pledge. So give us a call right now. The number to call again is 678-688-4549. We only have until... 1257 and then we're going to go to a little bit of break and then we're going to hear an interview that was pre-recorded with Father Tim Hepburn at one o'clock and so give us a call right now so that we can get this matching pledge so we can ring the bell so we can sing so we can just celebrate and have a, a wonderful time most of all so that we can support Catholic Radio and keep it on the air again the number to call 678-688-4549 four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine you know father i want to go back to to your your conversion story or or you know your vocation story i guess is what i'm asking about you said at one point that that you fell away from the faith in college i think that's really common among many young people it it seems to be the time when you know it's not under the 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 household rules where we all just get up. It's just automatic. We get up, we go to mass, you're out there. You have that choice all of a sudden, whether you go or whether you don't. And there's a lot of different influences around that are influencing you at college. What I think the question I hear from parents most often is what can I do to help my child stay Catholic when they go off to college or when they go out on their own? Any thoughts on, on that? And again, the number to call while he's answering that, 678-688-4549. Come on, let's get this <laughs> matching pledge. We've had, we're three for three. Let's go four for four. We want to get this last $1,200. Give us a call, 678-688-4549. Yeah, I, you know, like you just did, 
just to kind of get it out there, they say the first uh, point is to get past denial, you know, and and I think for the last uh, couple of decades at least, it's been a very important thing to just openly, as cradle Catholics and uh, any Christians, I think, in the in the you know who practice a faith um, at home, uh, it's been going on for a while. The challenges to that, but I think in the last, uh, just in my experience, let's say the last couple of decades, you know, to really start to admit that um, there's a challenge here. Um, what what does it take? And my family's you know no different. All four of the kids fell away from the faith at some point, and only my sister and I have really come back to practicing it. Uh, although my brothers really have some elements of the faith there, and that's good. But that's kind of the part of the problem sometimes is that people can kind of um, say, well, that's good enough. At least at least that, and, and then there's nothing else I can do. What can you do? Well, I think there's a lot of different uh, things that can and should be done. But uh, there has been a renewal of uh, focus on renewing the family uh, in the past few decades, uh, definitely within the Catholic Church, but I think in the broader um, culture and in the broader Christian community as well. And um, what is it about the family? Uh, the church calls it the domestic church. It really is like, you know, we see parishes and things, but, um, but really that is a real parish, uh, so to speak. So for for parents to realize that the the parish where we go to and celebrate as a community really should be seen as a hub or a, a, a kind of a gathering place of in uh, smaller churches. Mm-hmm. So we can't come as individuals into the first level of church. Um, we have to really foster the church at home and. You know, parents can rightfully get nervous about like, well, I I may not be able to answer all questions or maybe there's something I'm wrong about and I'm not sure about. And so I just want to trust the priest or the, you know, the the religious programs at the church. You know, okay, but don't be afraid. One, work hard and studying the faith. And so you're prepared as the leader of your domestic church, but also don't be afraid to just talk with your children about it and to put it into practice. It's not going to be easy. You know, your actions speak louder than your words uh, to live it out, to talk it out, you know. Um, so just doing that, and that can come in many different forms, many different ways uh, for different families. Um, but that is going to um, be, I think, the most one of the most important things that stays with uh, a young person as they get out into the world. Um, so really it's a family. Uh, and I heard from a good Protestant young couple with five kids. They were like, I don't even think they were 30 years old yet when I met them. This was years ago. Uh, and I said, how do y'all do it? They were The kids were happy. They were pretty well behaved. And the parents looked happy and normal. And they weren't like independently wealthy or anything. And they said, we realized early on the best, things, best thing we can give our kids is a good marriage. Mm. And uh, since my studies of Catholic theology, that's exactly what the Catholic Church teaches as well, because it's what Christ teaches, and that young couple got it. So um, strengthen and put out, put all your resources, invest into the family and your marriage, and, and that will have the biggest impact. Excellent. All right. So we have about five minutes left. I am looking at this, and I am realizing, I should have realized it earlier, actually, that we went with Robert. Well, now it's changed again. So is Robert... Um, three, three, was he, uh, all right, so, so he went to three years, right? It's just not showing up on that other sheet. So 
So we actually did get the $1,200. Is my figuring right? Right? So we did get this second $1,200 because he was $3,600. Oh, that's a good point. Himself. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, woo! Thank you, Robert, because you are a rock star because you are going to allow Father Brian to sing for us. So I should have realized it earlier, but it was on one and not on the other, and I just wasn't connecting. But don't so, let it stop anybody else from exactly. your discerning we don't want the to call stop. to give. Yeah. So we are going to have Father Brian give us his blessing because we want to make sure that that goes out to everyone and then sing as we go back to regular. We have about four minutes, and then we will be going to a recording. So let's just do it. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, Let me sing the song and then end with a blessing, okay? Mm -hmm. This song is in Latin, and it is um, uh, a prayer to the Lord and the Eucharist, but also honoring Mary, uh, by whom he was born to the world. It's called Ave Verum Corpus. Ave Verum Corpus Natum de Maria Virginae, Vere Passum Himolatum in Cruce Promine, Cuius Latus Perforatum Fluxita quiet sanguine, esto nobis pregustatum, mortis in examine. O Jesu dulcis, O Jesu pie, Oh, Jesu, Fili Marie. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So we still have about two minutes, right, before we go. <laughs> I do. He is awesome. So I, I'm sitting here thinking, What'd you sing on American Idol? Yeah. Okay. So that um, it, it, uh, I sang um, I sang New York State of Mind, My Sharia Moore, and I left my heart in San Francisco. Nice. Uh, it's all kind of older songs, I guess. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was fun. I, I, um, the last one, the, I left my heart in San Francisco, was in front of the celebrity judges Simon Cowell and uh, Randy Jackson and Paul Abdul. Um, and they, they liked it. And then it's, uh, um, Paula had me sing a second song. Uh, Simon was actually really nice in, for Simon anyway. Uh, but I choked really badly. I was really nervous. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> you want me to sing one, one of those? Yeah. Okay, we'll go off the air with that. Is that good? We can just go off the air? Okay. Mm. Uh, oh, shoot. It's hard to jump in the middle of a song. Um I'll do, uh, I'll do, uh, fly me to the moon. That's similar to it. Okay. Just a part of it. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, please be true. In other words, in other words, I love you.
I had to crack. All right. Okay, we are going to a break and then back to a recording. Number to call 678-688-4549. Thank you so much to Father Brian Baker.